0: What about my sweat equity?
1: Sweat equity? Sweat, 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 sweat equity. My sweat equity. My, my sweat
2: equity. Andy starts dancing. I'm gonna start dancing.
1: What about my sweat equity? Ooh. Ooh.
2: You wanna host this thing or what?
1: You, you think... Uh- you think I was checked oh, out? No, you're like checking your email over there. What are you doing? Oh,
2: no. I wanted to throw out some fun facts. I thought we were doing this in the pre roll before we start and bring in our guests, but I'll do them real quick. Uh, we talked about LinkedIn last episode. Uh, 40% of the members uh, visit the professional social network each day. So when people say LinkedIn's garbage, uh, it's a joke. It actually has a pretty good daily active user rate at 40%. Um, 27% of all IT help desk calls are printer-related. Fuck printers. I don't know. I've wasted so much of my life. Hey, that's boring. This is pragmatic business advice with dick jokes. So if I can't print out uh, copies of someone else's dick to snail mail, because that's how I do it. It's your dick. (laughs) No, I send a good dick. Somebody else's dick. I send a good one. I don't send mine. Mine's like one and a half skull cans. And then um, the... Here's the SEO one. Just want to do these real quick, just to throw out some fun facts at the beginning of the episodes. Uh, Google's responsible for 94% of total organic traffic, so all that shit's important. It is everything. And uh, Andy, thanks for coming on the show.
0: Yeah, hopefully they stuck through all those exciting fun facts. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Bring
2: the nose up on it, baby. That was like, what, 30 seconds. Forty-five a, seconds. A minute,
1: forty-four.
2: Whatever, man. Well, so my idea was to kind of throw some stats out there because we live in a, a such an opinion is fact kind of world now.
0: I'm with you though. Printers are there's a conspiracy theory to printers. See out. you I, every time. The I, would, I would, is I would amazing. For, I would not print for, a, not print for several months and the ink would just disappear. Oh. I feel like they make the, the disappearing ink, ink. That's a thing. So you have to keep buying those cartridges, which Big are ink, way too expensive. <laughs> Why, have you looked up, actually, look up fun fact for real. The price for ink is like 10 times the cost of price per blood per gallon. Whoa. It's insane. You can compare ink ink cost to blood and other liquids that should be way more expensive. I just
1: bought three cartridges, $150. It's
0: it's wild how somehow the ink industry has managed to like keep that price so high and no one's calling them out. Let's come on, people. Thank you for
2: yes-anding that. That was... Uh, <laughs> Eric likes to, to, to... Part not of my only,
1: shtick is I shit on everything. To,
2: part of his stick is not only not, but not. <laughs> um, no and but. <laughs> it, uh, printer ink is now more expensive than human blood. Wow. Uh, is that insane? The predictive—that's a fun fact. That's, yeah,
1: that is. That's a lot funner than the numbers you said before.
2: Yeah, but see, we—you you thought the printer thing was going to be boring, and look, look at all this gold. Is <laughs> <doing> if you—it <laughs> actually for gold here at this table. funny you should wow. say that, and that'll transition to what you brought in here. But uh, uh, the predictive search text, when I put in more expensive than, it had gold out there. So I'm Whoa. not gonna—I'm not gonna keep going on this one. But um, it's
0: clearly a popular trend.
2: But it dovetails right into <laughs> thank you for bringing your 2007. Did I see? Yeah, well, you
0: asked. I don't, MTV, I don't normally you, bring this around. You didn't you, I, I ask asked me to bring the Golden Pop.
2: Once I found out you had it last night, I asked. This thing's awesome. I love It's lighter the, than you think it would be. Yeah. Oh, really? It's, it's, uh, it's got out. some heft. Will you could definitely bludgeon someone oh, yeah. with this.
0: It would fall apart as you did it.
2: Yeah, but I mean. It's you know. just
0: wood. <laughs> Is it? It's a some sort of cheap metal on top of wood.
2: I want a picture with that after we're done here. Yeah, Del- that's a good, yeah, that's a I good budgeting products. weapon. This You're right. Cool, it was a cool day. So tell t- awesome. t- tell us about it. How do you?
1: Well, hold this is Andy Signore. Oh. You might want to mention the mm-hmm. guest's name.
2: Well, we do it sometimes. We pre-record, and by sometimes I mean never. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we met uh, randomly. The way people do. Well, you were uh you're working on I guess it's a series uh, kind of a promotional series. Yes. I don't know what you call it nowadays. Uh yes. product promotional product series, yeah, I guess. Yeah, well, I so it's yeah, not, I'm, I'm, a digital,
0: I'm a digital creator. Yeah. It's popular on YouTube and online med- med- mediums. Screen junkies. Uh, yeah, to, the to, whole to list. A show called Honest Trailers that was Emmy nominated. It's Pretty fun one. experience. I am happy to talk about it. Um but uh, yeah, I recently I did all that in L.A., and I recently moved out here to Tampa, and I've been trying to network with the with the happening people here in Tampa, and we we had a casting call on a project we were working on, and uh, that's we how I met you, two. You guys came in. <laughs> we nailed wrecked. the audition.
2: Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. It was fun.
2: I'm such a bad actor. I can't read <laughs> at all. I can't get into it unless I'm... You always say that. I can't, I can't read. read. I can't. Out loud, I can't read. You
0: read those fun facts, okay?
2: Uh, that's because I read it like three times before it started. <laughs> I had to actually bathroom practicing. I had to look them up on my own, and that's how. But, like, if you're like, here's a piece of paper, read this out loud. I can't, like, I jump over the like my thoughts, like the way I talk, like I'm going to have a stroke. Uh, the uh, I jump over words or I'll jump to the next line. Um,
0: is it, I mean, are you, are you dyslexic?
2: I don't know. I don't think so. I don't so. say
0: that to judge you. I, it is a real thing.
2: No, I don't. I, I say I say that I am, but I don't. I don't think I am. I just. Um, you can
0: probably take a test and figure that out. You, you know, if I slow down, test.
2: if I slow down, I'm fine. Yeah. Same with on. I was stick.
1: waiting. At, you can't read it though.
2: Yeah. That, right? How am I going to do that? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I got to get Siri to tell it to me. Uh, but <laughs> Alexa, my thing is like <laughs> oh, uh, Alexa.
1: Read are. to me, Alexa.
2: We got. Her, she's in the other room. We don't let her in here.
1: Chiming in all the time,
2: solving murders. Did you yeah. see that? Yeah. Did you see that? Solving
0: murders. Which, which so murder?
2: Alexa's <laughs> always running.
0: Oh, Alexa's all yes, yes. Yeah. he's recording the the husband that murdered the wife, and yeah,
2: exactly. That's cra- That's crazy. And I tell people that, and they're like, "It's always running." I'm like. How do you think it knows to respond to you? Oh,
0: come on. I mean, it's Right. Not, but it's not just Alexa. I mean, hello. You don't think Apple and say all yeah. these devices aren't paying assume, attention to us the whole time?
1: Assume you're being watched at all times. I oh. actually found an app that it has like a, it it warned you if your uh, camera's being
2: accessed. What's oh, really?
1: Yeah. Oversight.
2: And that's really—that's really, got, the, that's really the bug. I know. Lets do I was it. like,
1: am I downloading exactly what they want me to download so I right. can get in? And I did it anyways. It has a nice little umbrella. Anything yet? Logo. Oh yeah, it's always—they're always looking at me. No, nothing. <laughs> no.
2: Yeah, everybody has the uh, the tape over their their camera on their laptop and I'm like no one gives a shit about I know, you I know. <laughs> that's yeah. what I want to say to them the no Snow- one cares about Snowden you
0: the Snowden movie did I open my eyes did you guys watch that one no I mean Oliver Stone made it who knows how much is accurate but uh. I mean some of it's accurate in that he they they were hacking through your cell phone your laptops
2: oh sure 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 so I, I totally look, can if someone NS, wanted NSA's to NSA is listening no doubt I'm just saying if someone saying,
0: wanted to they could hack any of our devices and listen in I'm sure now do they really need to like why the are thing. they doing it why, there's so many people yeah.
1: why me like I don't got anything good
2: when you're the team manager of a Duncan like no they're not following you for your fucking like they don't give a shit about (laughs) your camera on your laptop it's
0: funny I mean that's interesting topic to discuss because artificial intelligence really is kind of changing the game and it's like the amount of intel that artificial intelligence can digest and spit out I mean it's only going to get better and better as we go right and Mm -hmm. so this idea of can they listen to all of our phones and pick out who's talking about law or who's talking about Trump or whatever those things are, like. Yeah. Yes, I'm sure at some point the computers will be smart enough to do that kind of because you got to think about how much data that is. Oh yeah.
2: Well, it, right. We we're not. We have so much data, but we don't know how to sift through it. That's my theory. It's well, like, that's
0: when artif. I, I do believe that's how artificial intelligence is. That's how Amazon knows you need diapers before you tell them you're having a baby or anything else of those of that nature. It's like crazy. Like you, you, you you'll ma- I'll mention something like, oh, I need to get uh, ketchup, and somehow Amazon will put it on my recommended yeah, uh, I browsers. Hate, I and know. It's like, how did you know I needed ketchup? Yeah.
2: Well, there's also they're always listening. All right. So there's also a couple also of nice things because I I know that side of it. i I actually do the program I've done programmatic advertising. And I, that's like advanced nerd level, whatever the top of the heap is for online advertising. And it's like some of that is. Reticular Activation Theory, which is uh, kind of more your psychology. For instance, you go uh, you go look at a Land Rover. You're going to buy a Land Rover, and now all you see is Land Rovers everywhere. That's what that is. So there's part of that, right? Where, right.
0: But you went looking for a Land Rover. That's, what if I. I'm saying I that's didn't. one
2: part of this cocktail. What if
0: I didn't go look for it, but they knew I was thinking about it?
2: Well, it's triangulated too. So your your data keeps going into the uh, DSP, which is like a, a data supply. Uh, Provider, there's too many acronyms. And there's like a data demand part of it too. At any rate, you've seen The Dark Knight. How about this before I bore everybody? Yeah. I've seen okay. You now know the Bat. Movies. The, yes. The bat Sonar. Yeah. Right? Which was ridiculous. And Morgan I know.
1: What an easy plot device that was. <laughs>
2: well, this is 2008. Just see everything. Well, ah, well, this is 2008. So that's like, that's like fucking, like, that's freak. Look, Morgan Freeman comes in and goes, this is wrong you know and then uh and what it's doing is they talk about it triangulates everything so they're not necessarily getting it 100 correct but you can kind of narrow it down uh to what your needs and wants are plus a lot of people are predictable too so it knows over time it knows about you it um, meaning these things that are storing up data retargeting we talk a lot on this podcast if you start your own business website Make sure to have those uh, pixel, the Facebook pixel code, and Google uh, remarketing code on there. Even if you're not going to advertise for a while, because you're building up these audiences mm-hmm. and you're building up this data on your on your customer. Yeah, and knowing about them, the more you know about them, the better you can kind of target. And so uh, that that might be the reason too. Is is like an, I think it's magic. I still think it's magic.
1: Right. I, I Andy, you're right. I've thought about things not said it out loud and it has shown up on my computer like an hour later am I a robot tell me
2: uh well, am I real I hate to am tell you this. Human? well if we tell he you this tell then me, you right? explode so um, okay and then here's Go cut into my arms I'm, I'm trying, trying to like get those I mean it is I'm trying to magic. get otter.ai to sponsor this podcast because I have such a business boner for them yeah. it it's doing a transcription as we're going which is a nice little parlor trick. For you as a writer, because you create your own content as well, yep. which I found very interesting. I We came in to do the audition and meet you, and it was like, oh, you wrote this too. Mm-hmm. You usually don't have that, from my experience of uh, failing at a lot of auditions in L.A. when I lived there.
0: Well, usually not, like the director producer is not doing the auditions, but we were, we were
2: keeping it cheap. Well, I mean, no, I mean, let's use <laughs> oh, cost man. efficient. Yeah. Let's use the businessy yeah. like. And you also two
0: were very important people coming in auditions. So no, I, but I made the time. no,
2: I, I think that's a good thing that you do that because why you don't need that many people for a lot of shoots now, and you used to need that. Uh, nowadays, especially in a small market like Tampa, like stuff
1: just gets lost with the more people there are, the more cooks in the kitchen, that sort of thing. It's well, like if you wrote it, this, I mean, yeah, you know what you want.
2: This podcast was almost uh, kind of. Uh, acquired about a year ago and w- we're going over these meetings about it and we we're cool with it but it was like we had to have internal meetings like look we're going to give up creative like that's just going to happen that's, that's I was what just happens. saying
1: I wasn't I was really going to do it <laughs> right
2: same we, we we probably tow the line just like you would if we we're at the radio station or something like that doing this but um, it. I don't know that's one of those things where there's a fine line between creative and, and kind of business performance I guess Anyway, that's not really a question for you. uh, did you have a question? Let's get back to your your bio. So we stopped your bio for a second. So uh, in L.A. for a while, and then we met. We we skipped ahead to where we met you for um, our awesome kind of Daniel Day-Lewis-ish.
0: Yeah, you guys came method.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I watched Mm -hmm. my left foot before we came in. Felt really good about it. Um, I've been
0: cobbling
1: shoes in Europe for six months for that.
0: I think I have your audition on my tape at some point. Maybe I'll break it up.
2: Oh, oh yeah. Let's see On your see phone? That. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, you don't have to. If you <laughs> do that, then Please. i gotta, I got to put Eric's out there for I don't give a shit. Dr. Green, uh, or not Dr. Ben Greenfield. It I don't it's care. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> you don't see care about anything? how free I am? No. I don't care. I just don't want to hear my I own would. voice, actually. Uh, 2007. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah, well, so I I I had just always been a uh, into making movies, and so pre YouTube, even I was doing it in high school. I could, did my summer camp. Uh, at my, I, I went to a prep school in uh, Fort Washington, Pennsylvania called Germantown Academy, and um, it was way I was way too academic for me, and I was way too creative, and I, I wasn't really excelling in the academic parts, and probably I almost got kicked out several times. But they had this amazing arts department, and so I learned how to make video at like. 13 that's awesome and so they had this editing software it was you know this was linear this was before we could you know final Cut pro and everything i did deck to deck tape you oh, know, tape God. decks like And I, i'm actually grateful i could learn it that way because when you wanted to you know change shot one you had to go back and reload all your tapes makes go, you a lot
1: more efficient now yeah, huh?
2: exactly you, did you just, cut did you actually like yeah. physically cut well, stuff well, i
0: did that in film school after the fact but I, this was all like tape mm-hmm. beta tapes and, and pro mat you know that kind of old old tape decks but um, my point being, I, I share this because I was making videos at a young age, and I and I was doing them to audiences that are at my school. I was editing. I was using sort of you know graphics, and we had this thing called digital effects. Um, it was a huge box at the time on Apple. Um, but I was starting to get you know success. Uh, it, I would I would see the audience react to my work, and you know people would just tell me you're good at this, and 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 so slowly over time, I realized I had a knack for sort of making little comedy videos, and so. Um, YouTube started happening then. I, I wish I'd gotten in earlier. <laughs> I do regret not jumping that train even be, before I did, but um, I started making more videos right. and, and had some some hits along the way. Um, and then lo and behold, uh, because I had done some success, um, this producer, a, a friend of mine, told me he was working at Yahoo and they were running a contest at the MTV Movie Award. And I'd grown up loving my idols, Weird Al Yankovic and my favorite movie is Airplane. Like I'm, nice. I'm a parody comedy guy at heart. S- Simpsons. That, those are my, that's what I was growing it's up good on. good base. Satire. And uh, I was always in love with those MTV movie spoofs, like Ben Dude, Stiller. There's,
2: they're the funniest things.
0: <laughs> Will Ferrell as the architect and the Matrix. Yes, uh, yeah, vis-a-vis. Uh, exactly. <laughs> um, those spoofs, like Ben Stiller and Tom Cruise together, like there were so many of them that just were, they, they're they very part of my life uh, growing up. Um, and so this opportunity, like, do you want to make, we're going to do a contest to sort of who could make the best spoof. And so I was like, yes, please. Um, And so my my buddy Daniel and I uh, sort of wrote this concept, and my my buddy John helped us shoot it, Um, and the concept was United 300, and it was a mashup of United 93 and the movie 300, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, which everyone was like, you can't do that, and I was like, yes, we can, because this is going to be not making fun of the victim, this is going to be like pro- Screw the terrorists, you know, like forget that. Smart, them. yeah. And so is the idea that people on the plane taking out all the three hundred terror, you know, the, the three the terrorists are about to take the plane, and the curtain pulls, and there's three hundred Spartans. They're like, no, oh, oh,
2: oh. glorious bastard style, exactly. Right? We're taking out the terrorists on the
0: plane, and we make some, you know, tonight we dine in Cleveland. <laughs> as they're about to a bunch of stuff, and the three hundred parody had, had, was we were a little early, like it wasn't before it would get done to death, and so. We shot it really well, cheaply. And um, we did another one called Little Miss Jackass, which was like Little Miss Sunshine <laughs> with Jackass. And she was doing like all these like eight year old pranks. Like, today on Little Miss Jackass, I'm going to eat broccoli. Lah! So, like, that was cute. And, we, that, uh, and so, anyway, long story short, I, I found it after the fact when I entered the contest. It wasn't even close. Like, I entered this Yahoo contest that people were up- uploading and voting online. And I only found out after I won, they're like, dude, you, you were millions beyond the other people. Um, so this video had clearly had worked, and I and I remember it was it was crazy being on the show it was live, and so I you know I had done some viral videos or whatever, but I'm like there live in the MTV Movie Awards Coast like nation like uh, across the world they made this show live, yeah, and uh, Sarah Silverman hosted that year, yeah, and uh, Samuel Jackson came out to give our award. I was like, holy crap. And so, and he won. Who's I won. getting this
2: motherfucker award?
0: I won. And I, I always remember meeting him afterwards. Like, I was like, can I get a photo? And he completely already forgot who I was. And he's like, oh, you won. Okay. <laughs> and then I got, like, the cool photo. And I have Chris Tucker behind him bombing. it was it's, it was an amazing did experience. You, did awesome. but, did um, you try remember, to
2: do uh, Tarantino and Pulp Fiction to him? Hey, okay. Jules. Okay, Jules. No, I didn't do any of that. Jules. I not have enough time. And then drop a bunch of in bombs for no reason, you, right?
0: We curse on the show. Oh, no, yeah. 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 Okay. This so, the,
2: the tagline of this show is pragmatic business advice with dick jokes.
0: Right. Okay. Not well, a good copy, I, but I, <laughs> there was a pr- an interesting business story. Like I'm there at the MTV Movie Awards before it's about to before I you know where our the show started. And I don't know if I'm gonna win. I feel confident. I know my video is doing well, but the views weren't really uh, public. It was on Yahoo Video at the time. And oh uh, seven. And they introduced I'm trying to get uh, back in there. They, they, who, who walks by? But Mark Burnett, big Uber producer, Mark Burnett, who's popular for Survivor, The Apprentice, all these shows, and was producing the show. Um, and he comes over and he's, you know, oh, Mark. These are the people. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he immediately goes to me. Goes, Andy, don't fuck this up. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa.
2: Holy he shit! He knew Thank my video you. was
0: controversial and I could go up on stage live. Like I could fuck up his show if I wanted to. And I and I knew then I was like, okay, this Mark Burnett wouldn't come single me out. I yeah. have that moment Whoa. if I don't have a shot. So I got nervous at that point. But That's I, had prepared, pretty cool. I had prepared a speech and I was ready because I knew I had to practice something. Um, and yeah, and then this this ended up opening up a lot of doors. It got me an agent and then I got me some more, more uh, opportunities and just saying I won one of these sort of got me new gigs. I worked at Disney and then I worked at the company that became where I built Screen Junkies, Honest Trailers. And so that was, that's really the short version of it.
2: You know, I love hearing that story because it, it's one of those things where it's, uh, it, it's, uh, what's the quote of, you're an over, it took however many years to be an overnight success kind of thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Like Samuel L. Jackson, I just saw a thing that he didn't like even start acting until 46. Like, like he was a crack, form? he was like on heroin. He was a heroin addict or something at forty three.
2: Oh, yeah, one come of his on! Old, and one of his first ones on, was Eric. that uh, what? just because come
1: on, he was on a meme or something. One oh, of those first oh, was Coming to America. He's the guy who tries the, yeah.
0: to you gotta rob get yeah. You gotta get You gotta get off
2: 4chan. Just get off there. No, it's, he, it's a true story. He starts. A story. He started okay. as an older
0: guy, and he's in Coming to America as the bad the bad guy trying to rob the place. And Then he stacks.
2: Twenty years life. later, yeah, he's big time in guys like Andy. He stacks in Goodfellas. That's all. That's the furthest I could go back.
1: No, I don't. I forget this first one. It might have been uh, coming to America.
2: Sounds about right. Yeah, it was uh-huh. like eighty-seven. We could that's pretty, look yeah,
1: it that's up. Way far back. Now we're not looking nothing up. We're just
2: or, our age is just old enough to go. I'm not looking that shit up, <laughs> 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 even though with two laptops are open right in front of us. Uh, I, I think it's interesting. It's always interesting that story of like you basically went. It's it's cool that you went to school and learned this like formally, right? And almost in the way that we talked about a lot of self-discipline stuff. I heard if you want to lose weight, make your bed in the morning kind of thing where it doesn't really feel like you're, why, why should Discipline. you cut? Yeah. You know, but why should you learn how to cut tape? You knew it wouldn't matter in the future, but in a weird way, you're probably a lot more grateful for the process that you have now.
0: Well, I would say, you know, cause a lot of people have asked me, what should I go to, should I go to film school, etc.?" And I actually don't always suggest that. I think, Cause I, have, I have. I could talk about college for an whole episode of just how I think that, the, yeah, the, the university system is kind of a ripoff and oh, big time it's just making people pay money and for what at this point. Um, so I think you got to be careful with it because if you're getting a scholarship or you know, there's opportunities, of course, but if you really want to make movies, like hello, yeah, everybody, make a movie, everybody Pull your has phone a camera, out. like no excuse, like it's right here, like you can make something. They've shot movies. Tangerine is a movie they shot on an iPhone. Yep. Like, there's no excuses anymore to making content. And I think That's you know, sort of you say, why can't I write? You know, I, I'm a writer director. Like, you have to be in this day and age. You're it's like, good luck unless you know, unless your roommate was Adam Sandler and you get to direct his movies. Like, yeah. nowadays, you need to be, you know, the the triple threat. You need to be a predator. You need to know how to do all these things in order to do it. And it it's going to make you a better storyteller if you know how to write and edit. When I write, I'm thinking as an editor. When I write. Cause I'll, I'll be creative and do what I want, but then I know I can't shoot that. I got to Yeah, exactly. Why why would I put it in this location? Like, let me write it the way I know I'm going to be able to shoot it and cut it because it's just going to make things
2: more realistic when you do it.
1: Way easier to make it happen that way too. Yeah. When you make, you write up a movie that's going to cost $300 million. Good luck getting that done.
2: Well, we've even like, even the sketches we pitched to ourselves to do one day later down the line when, uh, this Uh, firm kind of slows down a little bit for us that uh, it's like I'm already in the default setting of like cost like keep the cost low dialogue is easier to shoot or not shoot but pretty much less humans is better you know like I'm already in this mode of of mathematical constraints on the creative Mm -hmm. then we can get into the creative and kind of write it right so that's how I'm already like programmed myself to do that because I know almost everything kind of makes or breaks around that Absolutely. And so, uh, and then the other part of that is I look at myself now where I'm at with my career, which what we're doing here is kind of old school, small, medium business consulting meets kind of digital managed services agency. Mm-hmm. Again, not great at our own copy for taglines. No, but you're or, doing
0: multiple, you're wearing multiple hats.
2: Right. And if I didn't have this kind of, uh, this thing where I always had kind of two or three gigs going at all times. I wouldn't be as well-versed and I wouldn't be empathetic uh, towards any of our clients or as empathetic because you don't know why it's helping to go on the road doing stand-up and opening for people. I didn't think it would help anything in my like professional business life, but I'm finding out, oh, this helps a tremendous amount, especially communicating because I go, ah, like, you're like, you're into golf, okay? Here's, here's how uh, online ads work. If you're like designing a golf course, just think of ads online as sand traps. And I did that. I was able to riff that uh, on the fly to like a 65 year old guy that doesn't give a shit about the internet. What I'm saying is all those things. It's like an amalgam of all these experiences and and knowledge, and it all helps get to where you got with the ward, and then it kind of snowballs, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's also just the drive. Like you gotta you gotta want to be able to do it. I mean, I I I'm always more interested in attractive people who are going to create. If they're just talking about it, I lose interest and I move on.
2: We call that the marathon kind of thing. I'm going to run a marathon. Oh, fucking, you're awesome. You're so awesome. And
0: I, and I've met a lot of people here in Tampa and I, have purposely networked to sort of trying to, who's going to actually follow up, especially like I've met talent people who I think are, could be talented. And I'm like, how do I groom this person to like be a, performer and I mean, you're, you're not a man out.
2: you're not like a talent manager no, per but that's, se that's but it's what i kind I mean, it's just a have
0: to be you know right. in order to succeed in this world you have to and i'm you know i'm starting over in a way here in tampa so i got to figure out how do i find more tools to use for a tool you know to toolbox to build something and build another empire together with other people um you know i'm always looking for that and i'll and I'll, I'll find people who i'm like you know you got something let's do it and I'm, i'll throw them I'll, I'll give them a whole hour of will be like you should be doing this what if we do a podcast for you and i and then it's so i always then it's a test do they come? Do they come back to me? Do they fulfill the assignment? Yep. They're like, you know what? I was thinking about that. I have four ideas. If I if it's blank silence, I move on to the next person because I'm like, I don't want to. I don't. It's just not a, that energy is not good to, to, to try and I don't want to keep chasing you. You can't chase people to do it. You got to have that drive, as I'm saying, to want it. To Not only want it, but then know how to do it. To be able to be, you know. And if you don't have the experience of making movies and getting you know, obviously editing and all that stuff, you can teach yourself. And then you just got to keep going. And you got to then be, you know. Take criticism well, and and know, you know, take the advice of people who are smarter than you. You you got to put yourself around people who are smarter, and know what you're doing. I I always, you know, when I was doing honest trailers, like you know, it was important to me to to create an environment where there could be a trusting crew that I knew could do without me. Like I, I wanted to get it to a point. In the beginning, I was very hands on, and no, 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 no. And then you know, gradually, you know, you when you make a show like that, it was me and a buddy made that show honest trailers it was sort of I, I would say is my biggest claim to fame. Um, it was an idea I had. It sounds and, like
2: something you really loved. Yeah. Well, no, like, it was just
0: it was it was it was my that was if I were to ever do something that that was me. It was sort of like well, let's call it, I'm going to call these movies in a clever way. Like I'm I'm a huge movie buff, um, and this a, a friend of mine, Brett, and I created that show together uh, back when *Phantom Menace* came out and re-released in 3D, and it and it and it built over time, and we had some writers that built that show, and it became what it was. Um, it wasn't just mine. It was a collaborative effort. You know, it was my idea that then because I, I worked with smart people, but I, my, my, my best skill was always just sort of knowing when an idea was right or wrong or where to go, the where to take that idea to the right place. Um, and so, you know, it became a sort of opportunity and then, you know, writers came and go, went as we did that series, but then I made sure to find other people who understood that voice of that series because as I became an art, sort of a, from a filmmaker to then more of a business person who became, you know, running, I was running a lot of, of departments and, and chat, YouTube channels and successful things. You know, and a manager of mine even t- you know told me he's like, "Look, you're 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 a perfectionist. You're hands on. You want to make your show, but you're only going to be successful when you can teach someone else how to do it and step away."
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
0: and that's that stuck with me. And I was like, and that was really hard to do as a creator. I think as other creators out there probably can can speak to like handing your baby over to someone else and walking away and letting them sort of run with it and fail with it and do it is is a really hard thing. But making sure you've left enough of the ingredients or the the essence or the voice of it enough for them to know how to continue and then have that thing continue still now even now without me there and they're doing it it's it's, it's just that's that's the reward it's it, i can oh that show is always mine i can always say i, I built that i'm going to always be proud of that um and so that that's an amazing accomplishment to be able to to, to have built it to a level where that they could take over and make it their own and, and and keep going with it so i'm very proud of that but i think that's a crucial part of sort of succeeding in this world is not just having your vision and, and being the perfectionist and no, do it this way. Or no, you got to read this line. Like
2: it like, sounds romantic when you hear about directors, uh, being in a way being kind of assholes on the set and stuff. It sounds romantic. Like this guy really knows what he wants. Like, and he's and got a vision. Directors do. You sure. Know? Sure. I mean,
0: sure. Anderson, David Fincher, these directors of course know what they're doing. And do 80, I hear David Fincher does like 90
2: takes. Sure. Uh, sometimes just to wear you down to get that 90th take, mm-hmm. To make you do it i think i just heard that similar uh god what was that for house of cards i think um but the um what was it say is we talk about writing the playbook and and succession planning and when i was in uh business school it's, it's no different uh, like i think the uh kind of production side creative production side it's not that different people think it's wildly different than how other businesses are run the same tropes are there right And so you're talking about like, here's my playbook and here's how I see it. And here's how you should try to see this work done. Like we're trying to write that on the side. We have Evernote. I use Evernote religiously Mm -hmm. and I try to think about it as if we're in 2020, we're going to hire five people. And I try to write these like little nuggets that to, to kind of uh, build out a little bit further as like an employee kind of guideline almost. Because you're not going to get everybody to go 100% your way, obviously. But you just want to get them thinking in a certain direction and methodology.
1: Just just to go back to the creative thing, I feel like so many people don't have a creative outlet or they'll say, oh, I'm just not creative. And I don't believe that. I think everybody has something that they need to get out of them. That's whether it's your uh, like my wife is a dentist. That's her creative outlet. Sometimes, you know, she works with her hands, and she gets to have this thing at the end that's complete, sort of thing. She but has like,
2: one-way conversation with <laughs> yeah. people while they're under. That's yeah. what happens with the. Me I mean, every time singing. I'm yeah. Like, ha ha!
1: I mean, I think we ah. we as a group probably have the creative uh, itch. A lot more than other people but i think it's like a big problem just in general with people that's just like you go get up go to work come home you know and it's just this program thing where you're not using the other side of your brain you know
0: right and i think that's what's so amazing there's everyone there are people out there who wouldn't think they could host a podcast or become a web personality and they could if they had the dedication and and drive to sort of pursue it we
2: have hubris so we got that going but (laughs) We right, think and the, we think we're knowledgeable enough to do it. Yeah, but. no,
0: but you know, not everyone has that. But that doesn't mean they're not creative and they can't be good personalities. And I think sometimes, you know, we all have hubris at this table. And sometimes, you know, there's a lot of those people, right? We're 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 sort of the there's plenty of us. To, we to wouldn't watch. have movies or and anything. I'm, you know I'm wise to that. I know that. So that's why I like to find other people and help help find other voices to sort of help produce or 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 you know have as part of the the team because you need it. You need other voices. You need more diversity. You need all that sort of style to succeed in this, especially in this you know age we live in.
2: Yeah. And we talk about surround yourself with people that are driven. It's that, uh, you're the average of the five people you hang out with the most kind of thing. Um, and I, when someone is proactively like, did you found my email through Twitter? I think, I don't know. I don't remember how we got in touch, but I did have an email from you and it sounded like somehow you found my stuff through something, but it, To me, it read like you were proactively looking for people in the area because you're new, newish to the area, Um, and I was like, "Damn, that's some gumption that That's the kind of people I want to hang out with." And so we've been talking a bunch since uh, since then, because it's it's hard to find the sometimes it's hard to find people that are driven that are also not going to be a one way friend or one way uh, business partner kind of thing.
0: Yeah, no, I think you know as I moved here, I mean, my story. my story is obviously more complicated and it's just like I had to start over my life when I came here to Tampa to personal reasons, divorce and other things that
2: Yay, uh, I, me I can't too.
0: really get into specifics on a lot of, the, of the deals right now, but I'm happy to come back when I can. But you know, the the, the, the important core of that is like, I had to restart everything. Like I had to start over my whole career, my life. I was just mentally not in a great place. And I used the past year as I moved here in Tampa, I was here for about a year and I wasn't making anything. I wasn't creating anything. I, I was sort of starting over from scratch. And I was out of work for a year and, and doing all this stuff. I couldn't find work and I was having trouble. It's hard to find a job sometimes. And to Which come- as a
2: dude, I think is a big deal. Bigger deal for a dude, I think. I'm going to sound uh, shitty, but I think it's a bigger deal when a dude's not working because um, we need to do something at all times kind of thing. I mean – I. I, devil makes for idle hands everyone, or whatever i
0: think everyone does i mean i, I think there, it depends if there's if you're in traditional relationship and things you feel like you're the provider yes i think that i could see that side of it but everyone my point is i think everyone needs to work it's like sure and i this opportunity when i didn't work for a year i didn't realize like how much of a hit that took for me because i think people don't know that and so my point is like i've learned so much this past year that's just made me mentally healthier and stronger i lost 80 pounds i like I did. I got more discipline. I, I I really looked in the mirror and figured out what didn't I like about the old me. Like what what are things I can readjust in this new version of myself? And I, while it felt like the lowest of lows for me, it really almost became the ultimate high of highs because I realized once the chains of my old life were sort of let go, and I could finally be honest with myself and 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 find my true friends and and start over and have all this stuff. Like it just opened up so much more to me, and so. The point being, I, you know, there was a year there where I didn't do anything, and I, I was, you know, I met some friends, and I was staying more of a hermit, and it, and it realized I realized mentally that was just deteriorating me, and it's something you know I I I, I I'm I'm great to talk about now because it's like I just I'm sure there's so many other people who are stuck in that rut, and it, it took sort of finally publicly coming forward and getting back out in the world, and finding an opportunity and finding someone who believed in me and giving me the shot to, to sort of start over. And then having opportunities where I finally felt, you know what, let's do this. And that's when I knew, okay, I can start reaching out to people. I can st- I got to start being proactive. I got to find like-minded people and I got to sort of build this opportunity because I realized I was very lucky in my old life. Like I, my resume, my work, it's pretty impressive. I'm, I'm aware rolling. of that. Yeah. I, I was at the top of the game. Um, and that stuff still exists. Like that work I made isn't ever going to go away. Like, um, you know, people may read about me and, and, and think certain things that aren't aren't all accurate. Um, but you know if you talk to me and and the people I talk to and meet with and I tell them my actual story and and share the things I can show them and and, and do that, it's a different game now. They, they, they learn, they know who I am now and I'm a different person and and it allows me to do that. So the opportunity to come here and meet and just without any fear, without any, without living a lie, without any worries, or that stuff was sort of like an amazing opportunity when I, when I realized, you know what, what are, what am I afraid of? And I think a lot of people, are, you know, living with their own weird fears or their insecurities or these things that are are holding them back from just sort of putting themselves out there and creating and doing what they want. And so to me, reaching out to you is always sort of in my core. That's how I started when I made this. Like before I became Mr. Screen Junkies, like I was a nobody and I made – this short for like a thousand bucks. I got an airplane hanger in in Pacoima, California. I had to figure out how to get that for cheap. Yeah, and, and people are like, "How'd you
2: do that?" And you're like, you "I had just to get did these it."
0: Extras who showed up for free, and hoping they would, and had two camera shoots. I could only be in that plane for three hours, and it's a six minute short film. Like, I had to figure it out. But that was always sort of what I, what I knew was what I was good at. What was in my heart is just making content that people liked, people enjoyed, and so knowing I had that ability and knowing I had the successful power, the successful content in my past. I knew I had to find people here in Tampa that I could do that with. Because I knew the opportunities here aren't the same as they are in L.A. Like, they just aren't. In L.A., you know, everyone, everyone has podcasts. Everyone's shooting stuff. Everyone has studios. Like here in Tampa, the production creative world is you know, a lot smaller than what it is there. So
2: It is the indexed city of the country. So we're exactly the demographics of the United States, as close as you're going to get from one city. And it, it is like a second chance state or a second, we can call it restart city or whatever. Because look, that's Tampa's identity is it doesn't really have one. Uh, and that's why w- when we talk on this podcast, I always want to make sure we're talking not so local specific. This is more about like you're starting over in a new place and that sucks. I've had to do that with stand up. Like I came back here. I, st- I kind of started doing stand up in L.A. And which is, a lot of people which don't do a that. hard job. Well, do, if you're green, you don't know. <laughs>
0: no, right. And then you either, they spit you out, they beat you up, spit you out, or you
2: get oh, stronger yeah. and you get through oh, it. Oh, I bombed all the time. I worked at a mutual fund company like 50 hours a week, and then I, I had in Santa Monica, and then I'd have to, every night, I'd go to, Monday nights, go to Groundlings classes. Why did I do improv? Because I think it would help me with my stand-up, and Dude, it ended up I, being the, one of the best things ever. I
0: suggest improv to
2: anyone. Like oh, it's, if I have my druthers and we have employees here, they'll have to do an improv class because it's so not, oh, Eric is not teaching that. Know what? It,
0: but it's like, it's such an important, it's I, cause I did it in LA too. I went to groundlings for a few years and then, you know, professionally doing it and running through those out, those, those places is, is kind of annoying because it is a very politically click. Sure. Sure. Business, but, but- the art of actually taking an improv course and working with strangers to like do yes ending is such it's it's any skill set you have. It's no cocktail
2: party's boring anymore, right? right. You can turn it into a like a, a sketch or a game and go Well, you
0: said it, it's yes end, which I don't know if people don't know what it is. It's like when you're when someone is in mm-hmm. improv and you're like, Let's go to the wedding and then suddenly the person's like, No.
1: That's End stuff. of scene. And
0: the scene's you over. Killed it.
2: Or the office. So, the you, office you sketch. You
0: realize, right? You quickly. Says, yeah. Let's go to the or wedding. You pull the
1: gun out. He has a gun. and He <laughs> kills He's every scene. Everybody. That's, that's that, you know.
2: That is so like meta life. funny and actual funny for people that have never seen improv. That is one of the best. Like this is one of the funniest it's written a great things. Show. It's
0: the one show I. Whenever I. I'm, I'm in that. Netflix style. I'm like, what do I watch? And I'm cycling yep. through all their shows. That's the background. Like, yeah. I'm always like, I'll just watch The Office again.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Michael Scott. That's the go-to. But Michael
0: That. Uh, but. They... <coughs> Sorry, you can cut that out.
2: Um, uh, no, we really like, don't gonna... think I you can... don't listen <laughs> to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, we apologies the for tapes. coughing. I'm coming over it.
0: But my, my, the yes ending is such a good f- skill to learn oh my for God. any industry. Like it's just, you know, it's because it's like, all right, no, we're going to a wedding. You just threw a wedding. Think of something at a wedding. I'm going to go to the bar. What? Now suddenly we're building a world, right? Do you remember mm-hmm.
2: the the seven things you need to know when the lights come up? Do you remember it? Or the Groundlings teach?
0: I don't know. Well, Groundlings was a lot of, and then we did a lot of the miming. Like it was very important that we unscrew the toothpaste and put the toothpaste on when we're doing
2: like. Yeah, but you don't hold a toothbrush like that. You got to leave a little space.
0: Exactly. Yeah. They were all about making sure you really were living in that world, which is like, you know, taking those pieces. But I don't. I don't know the seven rules
2: um i think it was Neither does he
0: (laughs) i'm trying to remember no it
2: was like no i found that notebook actually because i took i took a lot of notes during the whole time like uh because i was like all right if you're gonna do this fucking do it right like don't just limp in like be vulnerable do the limericks you had to do that game that's hard for me like uh you know you ever heard there of
1: that once was a host named law
2: right you gotta go uh what is it long Fill in the long line <laughs> long and? line short short long right that's the limerick
1: oh i don't know and is it got
2: to rhyme and you would do it in unison with people in your group and so like
0: never went that hard man you were in, what class was this
2: this was the beginner's one of what
0: groundling yeah where in which city
2: uh la the melrose one the, weird the... i went
0: there they didn't, they didn't give me that lesson
2: well uh, my, my teacher my will do
0: to, to, to uh, win an Oscar. He was the screenwriter for The Descendants, and then he was de- he was the dean on no the other one. He was the dean on Community. Um, um, uh, 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 the bald guy. Yes, what's his name?
2: Dean Jim. Uh,
0: Jim Tim
1: something. Oh we won't look that anyway, up either.
2: That guy, and made, he's in. Uh, he's, a uh, he's a key part of the Avengers because mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. the Russo brothers directed uh, yes, a lot of Community. community yeah. I I thought that was interesting how they brought a lot of those guys into yeah, the fold. Fun.
0: Anyway, sorry I, I went you. You were you were no, going no. off on some
2: tangent that you were losing. No,
1: target. you just saved him from having to say the seven things <laughs> I they have, learned. I have <laughs> d- <I've laughs> digital dimension. No,
2: no, no. Uh, it would say be it. have space work going uh-huh. when the lights come up. Space work going. The the miming, yeah. Right, um, and then um, have have to have a relationship with the other person. Uh, where are you? Who are you? Uh, wh- what are you doing? Uh-huh. So like I could be looking like a shovel. And you could be like, "Hey, you're scooping ice cream with two two hands," and now I got to change it into that. Yep. Um, what else? Uh, t- t- setting uh, time, I think, was another one. Like, and then like how to heighten the scene was like number seven. Or your character, excuse yes. me.
0: What you were doing? That's more advanced.
2: That dude, that was the beginner one. Really? And I was struggling. That's I was 24. Sounds hard. hard. That it really was really hard. Michaela Watkins was my teacher half the time. She went off to SNL yeah, during SNL, it. Yeah. So
0: Patrick Bristow is another one of mine. He ended up being a very popular character actor. He was on Seinfeld, public code episode. Anyway. Yeah. All those groundlings are like working actors that are just teaching in between the, the gigs and they, they make a lot of money off the classes. It is a business. You got to keep that in mind when you do the UCB, any of these things, but yes, you learn a lot of just forcing oh, yourself. Good to go for life. There. I
2: riff on stage and I, if I didn't do those classes, I, I couldn't go up without a, a set list.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just confidence for public speaking. General, which everyone needs to learn how to be better at. But
2: it, Private
1: me, speaking, just talking, yeah. just having a conversation exactly. with some. I mean, you, right. know, you want to be able to make somebody laugh, even if it's just you and the other person. I mean, I'm constantly doing an improv class.
2: I'm always fighting my, uh, I, I'm thinking this is genetic, my ability to, I'm, I have to force myself to be a better listener kind of thing instead of making an opinion we as, all do.
1: instead of writing jokes as they're talking about what they said at the beginning. <laughs> <we're> just, <laughs> yeah. <we're>, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah. Puns. Yeah, Why but I not? mean, like, uh, but even like, someone's really telling you, your friend's telling you, like, they need help or something, and you're not trying to like think of the advice to give them. You're really trying to take it all I in. I mean,
0: that's that is huge, huge advice that I think is correct, and I, I, it's one I over the past year I've been really keen on. Is just how you, everyone needs to just be better listeners in this world we live in. It's just like everyone wants to talk and sell their. Their podcasts, their brands.
2: I almost steamrolled you as a joke. <laughs> yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, sure. Listen, that, what? What'd you say? Listening? Okay. How'd you get
0: that again? You're listening, and you're making the jokes, but it is, it is right. Such an important. Some people right. think
2: that joke. Sometimes I'll do that, and some people don't. They they yeah, think I'm like, being rude, and I'm like, I'm Cause they obviously get so much playing of it. this up. Yeah.
1: Everybody else does it for real. They're just ignoring you. I'm and do- you're trying you're doing, to be entertaining. You're trying yeah. to be. R- well, yeah. This <laughs> you're going above and beyond.
2: Right. This is an inner. I didn't say he was This is a I it, <laughs> it's trying. for legal purposes. <laughs> this is an entertainment show, so uh, the advice we dispense is not. Uh, yeah, we need to do that.
1: a pre-roll. <laughs> we don't have <laughs> to. All the stuff that well, we yeah. a,
2: We're a comedy show, but comedy first. There's too. business advice in there. Um, but it's any, a, hey, I'm an empty bag. What are you gonna do? Sue me for nothing? Uh, yeah. Sue me for negative. Right. You'll owe money. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I, you know, because in my in my world now, and I'm sure with you guys, like it's so it's, sometimes it's hard to listen to a client. Sometimes you know the client is wrong, and you want to t- t- tell them in a certain way. But there comes a point you got. You know what? You're in charge. I got to listen. I've given you my feedback. It's time to move forward and, and do what you need to be, and and then take try and if you listen as well, you can figure out well what do they really want, and then you exactly. can use those tools, those pieces that you listened for when you do your next pitch. So uh, listening is so key, and I and I I know Isn't I wasn't it? always the best listener, and I still am not, especially you know in, in relationships, etc. And uh, but. If, if you learn how to pause and listen instead of just having to say, I need to say the next thing.
1: Yeah. It's hard. A lot of people aren't great communicators either. They know what they want to say in their head or what they're feeling and the way they say it, you know, you might not understand it. I think it's a big thing about understanding and completely getting it, what they're trying to get to sort of thing.
2: Yeah. Uh, we're not as good at, especially f- via text message or email. We're not nearly as good as we think we are at communicating. Um. You, know,
0: you you brought it up. I mean, it,
2: it's women read any email or text in the fucking mood they're in.
0: Well, I think a lot of people do, but yeah, I, I'll I give you that. Sensitive guys. That over guys needing to not work more than girls. I'll <laughs> give you that sexist comment more yeah. than the other one. <laughs> uh.
2: No, I'm saying like um. I think I think we, guys get depressed a lot easier. Uh, well, guys
0: just won't read it. They'll just be like, "What?"
2: No, I'm saying with the with the work <laughs> Which thing. Is, I wasn't yeah. listening. The work thing. I think guys get depressed more. Uh, because we're not as uh, people oriented, just in uh, generally, and then with that, I think, I, I that's more of like I'm fuck I'm fucking around because uh, I'm coming off divorce stuff. So you're catching me. Other you're catching one. me. Uh, thank God, Eric and everybody in this office was able to deal with my shit because I was kind of in that low point over the summer and depressed as shit, and like uh, thought I was fucking up a bunch, and then you're the way we met, you're catching me kind of on the way back up to being quote normal.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, but that's a serious topic and I, but I think it's important. It's also a takeaway of just like, I, I, one of my biggest takeaways from my own experience is just like how quick people can drop you. Like if you're, if you're branded as what if my brand or anybody's is now seen as toxic and in the slightest way in this new climate we live in, it's like, sorry, see ya. And you know, Justified or not, and what you think in your mind, like we're forgetting that people are human. Like we're forgetting that people, like everyone, is going through struggle. Like every day, you walk by someone, it may not seem like as big big as your struggle, but everybody is struggling with something in their life, whether it's bills or their relationships or their pet dying, whatever these things are. Like we're human beings, we're emotional, we make mistakes, we screw up, we need to be helped, and 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 it's amazing this weird climate we live in now just this cancel culture and all this stuff of just like I I am a li- I am more liberal and I am the California liberal and I've come out here to Tampa and I I appreciate you said like Tampa is so diverse like not only just from like an ethnic diversity but like just also all, all kinds conservatives political, liberals yeah. political it's everybody all everyone's here and what I love about it is I can have a conversation with a conservative and we can have a smart conversation we can listen to each other and we don't like jump down each other's throats like I'm not as liberal as I I don't even like to use the term now with the climate that California liberals have become because they're just such bullies.
2: Yeah. And I don't like bullies Angry. on
0: either side. Like I I if you're on I don't care. I don't I don't even want I don't even mean to bring it to politics, but I don't care what your politics are. Like I'll respect and listen to anything you say. Right. But I'm not going to listen to you if you're like you're you're not, you're not right. it's like hello <laughs> why yeah. why are you so upset like
1: get a punching bag. We're talking about that.
2: like people there's more gray to people uh you know that fiscally conservative socially liberal that's our generation but i mean that's i think more people are in that and i think we're getting fed a lot of shit that uh you know you're this or you're that binary kind of thinking right mm-hmm. you know, yeah. yeah. thinking? but i think
0: there if that this this need with like the twitter need to like call people out and the twitter need to like i'm defending someone and i'm righteous and i need to be yeah, my totally way is, is the healthy way and you're an idiot and you deserve to go to hell like they don't that it's all Creating this sort of the pro- I think that the darker problems and struggles that we're all struggling with because it's like anybody who's attacking that hard is clearly going through their own issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, that, it's just they're I self-reflective. They're they're, I, I, they're 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 they're, all, they're reflecting their own insecurities on your downfall. And it's just I, as I've gone through my own therapy and read and done my own education, like that's what a lot of this really is. And so mm-hmm. I, I this culture we live in, it just doesn't even understand in so, the age of social media. Where we just want to tear people down to feel better about ourselves. Mm-hmm. It, and nothing
1: it, gets ac- accomplished ever when right. that happens. Right. It's like you know. Right. The Nobody, reality nobody's is, ever building.
0: The reality is, people like we, like us, all of us, like you got. You got to be there for each other. You got to like you know. How are you doing today? Like answer honestly once in a while. Like and then take a moment and listen to people and 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 be there for them. Like I, I'm, I'm grateful that I'm like mentally now in a healthier place where I can actually have re- You know, my fan base may not be as large as it was because I've gone dark for a while, but you know. The people I do engage not like with, oh, okay, not blackface. No, okay. no, 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 no. One Just does that. Sure. Can't do that. But my 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 famous now Just is more right, meaningful right. to me because the people we, we we've had more serious conversations about real issues in life, and we're you know who your friends are now. You know your friends are, and it's like that to me is is such a crucial life lesson of like I don't care who you are, I don't care what you've done. If you're getting burned on Twitter or whatever, I'm gonna reach out and be like, Are you okay? How is your family? Like, do you need anything? Yeah. Like, we got to get there or what's the
2: point like uh, any, right. any shitty thing online I've, we don't get that much but um thankfully but I've, I've a tried to be more of a uh not absorb as much social media uh, we neither of us watch any news because yeah. it's just like what's the point yeah. um but the other part is uh anybody who sent me anything shitty online I try to go hey we'll try it better next time or I'll just I just try to say something nice back, or something that's like make almost a yes and that yes ending. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And more times than not, you'll get something back that says, "Like, hey, man, I'll, I was pissed about something else." Yeah, and like, oh, cool. Yeah. All
1: right make them feel like shit.
0: Yeah, no, sure, I mean, the phone, social media, our addiction to it is is a real addiction and a real problem. And I think you know a lot of people aren't seeing that, and it's a it's a bummer. I, I hope more people talk about it and and sort of fess up to the fact of like how chained we are to that device.
2: Yeah, I purposely put it down like that on the table when I meet with people, new clients, or just going to lunch or something. I purposely do it because I want them to see that I'm, I'm not going to look out, at
0: it. Right, it's gone. I like can't see the the alerts. I look at <laughs> look
2: at how big of a hero I am. Yeah, but you get so much, you get so inundated anyway that all messages become zero. Well, and I think right. So it's yeah, like and who and gives a conversations
0: shit? Conversations like this are valuable. We need to have conversations like this and, and listen to conversations like this. If you can't have them, it's a it's greater to do than on your phone while you're driving, which everyone's freaking doing these days too. Yeah, but I'm good at
2: it. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's it's weird. I'm, I'm not a woman. I can't be in
0: the passenger seat and text. I'll get car sick. But when yeah. I'm driving,
2: I, can t- I don't tester. understand.
0: Why doesn't car sickness kick in when you're driving? I'm yeah, very, that is weird.
1: I'm very good at red it's lights. It's a control thing. Yeah. I think you know the turns are coming. It's
0: really, it's a, it just shows them how we mentally can,
2: yeah. So last it's thing before stuff. we, we, we got to get you out of here. Uh, okay, yeah, we'll great. pitch... Um, We'll pitch you to use this studio if you want to get your own thing going until you get uh, something at y'all's office we looked at. But if you want to do something out of here, you're more than welcome to do it. We're trying to to get more people in here in that respect of what we just talked about of like, you know, uh, do your own thing. This could be cathartic for a lot of friends that are doing their own thing too. We know it is for us. Um, But sometimes it's just easier if this stuff's already here. Yeah, no, I'm, I you might know, take you like, up with
0: that. I mean, I, I do a show for the plug time, right? No, um, yeah, yeah. But I, I do the show. I did the show. Um, uh, I did a show called Movie Fights. That was really popular, and that was really also really my DNA of just arguing with people about movies. Sure, like that, that was me. Like my
2: schmoes, nose buddies. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, 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 they were, they were, they're friends, and they, they were, were friends. <laughs> they, but um, they, uh.
2: They, <laughs> something went down interesting i don't know what, I, I don't know i, uh, well, I was whatever i, I was best. around when they were like we want to do something called schmo's nose we and my buddy nick hoff and other comedians like i don't want to be a schmo i was like oh yeah
0: well neither. that was funny they started a podcast and i remember like i was screen junkies was doing well am like, podcast good <laughs> right luck. and i and they and then they showed me but they, they well, that's how whatever. we feel
2: about video for podcasts we feel like we keep upping our game with the video part of this. Yeah, you have to. It's uh, just like,
0: why don't just do audio if you can throw up? Even if it's, people don't care so much about the video quality, even if the sound quality needs to be good, but the video quality. But my point is, yeah. that's where I'm stuck of like, I, I had the show Movie Fights and then I, I really missed doing it and I wanted to do my own sort of new version to take it back to its roots of just sort of arguing. Um, so I do a show here. It's a broader version called Nerd Wars where we just debate everything, games, TV, movies, um, and I've, I've found a nice little crew of nerds here in Tampa that are down to argue. And I'm sure if you guys ever wanted to come, you could go by, but I, 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 purposely have taken a pause in the show just oh, because nerds? it's hard to edit. It's, hard, it's like an hour long show and I didn't have the capability to do live streaming and I didn't want it to be crappy. And I editing would take so long and it just like, I just can't, I have That's- too much going on. And so I've been in the works of trying to find an investor to build a studio in my garage or figuring out how to do, I'm trying to figure out how, how to do all that. So
2: use this place, um, man. Use this it. We'll give you a key. And,
0: It'd be fun to try and, yeah, exactly. Have that. Thank you. I mean, that would be awesome to sort of test something out and see where we go because I think there's a, the audience seems to want it, but it's just the time to get to make it and edit it and do all that is, is, can be rough.
2: We've got it, we've got thing, it pretty good. We've got it down. Yeah. Uh, our production is pretty good. When people ask like, hey, when, t- when times are tough, why are you still doing the podcast? You're like, well, I get like 10 benefits out of it. But mainly I can tell you on a production side, three hours you know, a week if yeah. we have to.
1: I mean, it goes. I mean, we do and it. And that's pre it goes back to the creative thing. We got to get it out. Going. I got to exactly. get it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get the monkeys out.
2: Well, that's the, even if ten
0: people listen, you're doing it for some people. If I, one that's how person I, gets
2: yeah. one tip from us. I'm happy. Yeah. When you were coming oh, aboard, I was like, imagine, you. imagine like just a hundred people, right? We have more than hundred listeners, but imagine a hundred people in the room listening to you talk about stuff. You know, it's it that that's when it becomes cool, and when we start messing with VR in here like we're gonna keep upgrading this in here and figure out how to catch some uh video tech wave i think that uh, i think that'll help us get to that next plateau
0: yeah no i think it's smart and i because i think you know like you said tampa is, a, is is the restart city and i think it's gonna only grow and I'm, I'm excited to sort of help do what i can do to to build that too get fucked up on opiates
2: um, in ohio <laughs> fucking come down here hillsborough <laughs> county bro yeah. uh and your, your vote in Hillsborough County actually matters really. going back to the political thing. It's like almost 50-50. And we're like the deciding county and the deciding state.
0: Yeah, and no, it, I, the elections were, were key. But I, I'm, I'm still like, I'm, st- we could do a whole episode of politics. I mean, I'm still like, uh, we, even the we, liberal you, It would be you talking a even lot. Even the liberal
2: yeah. I, my I was my actually a political
1: is, science major in college. <laughs>
2: Yeah, all those politics conversations. I just don't we like have. either side is my problem. And exactly. so it's like, I
0: don't know. Right. I'm just getting more disenfranchised, disenfranchised by it all. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I don't want to encourage that because I think you do need to be involved. But at the same time, like, you can only be so much so involved before it starts really affecting your mental state. And I see it all the time with, I mean, I think Trump derangement syndrome is a thing. Like, I, I hate that to give them that credit, but that and fake news were kind of brilliant marketing ploys that yep. he's thrown at people that i gotta respect him for and it's like
2: and have actual you gotta be to able to
0: stand back and know like this is a circus like and, and and the conservatives that i respect and know like will admit that like yeah i want that because i i want this to be mixed up i don't want it to be the same and it's like you know what all right fair enough he's that that's that's a tactic i don't agree with that tactic i think it's terrible but um having that conversation rationally is at least a nice change of pace. Then you're evil. He's killing people. Like we're all going to die.
2: Like right. Obama's the worst. It's you're the guy dude guy. outside yeah. with the megaphone and like the, the posters it's on top of posters, like Jesus you're loves you and hates you. Exactly. It's
0: that guy. It's like who, what side. team are you on?
2: <laughs> yeah. Plus I love my favorite thing to do in my LA liberal friends. And we'll end on this. Uh, cause you, you got things to do, boy. Um, is, uh, I like to go up to them and go, "Hey, Trump's so fucking cool," <laughs> and they like think I'm serious because I say "y'all," so they think I'm a Republican. Uh, so I'm just like, Dude, what about my "Best equity? president ever, right?" Thanks for coming on, man.
1: Cutting
0: you off what as you talk you Trump.
1: It's <laughs> all good. we <laughs> this fire.
2: We could we could talk for three hours easily.
0: I don't so. I don't care anymore. No fear. <laughs> Sweatequitypod.com. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks, man. Andy Signor, and I'll be.